Hey, Kirk. Hey, what's up? Not much. You want to talk about some fancy football? Sure. All right, cool. Hey, uh, so it's that time. It's uh, it's wide receiver ranking time. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're, we're going to go through our uh, – Kirk and I, we, we both individually ranked our top 15 wide receivers. So we're going to go through those rankings for our consensus rankings. Then we'll go through some honorable mentions important to discuss, maybe some other potential wide receiver number twos or high-level wide receiver number threes in there. And, and again, can't, can't stress enough that these are very early. These are before the NFL draft, actually less than 24 hours till the NFL draft starts. So we're all excited for that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you, get, you, you ready to get this thing started? Oh, yeah. This is my favorite. Okay. All right. Good. Well, hey, uh, probably no surprise. Consensus number one, Antonio Brown. Uh, number one points per game the last three years. Top five last five years. Anything else you need to say about him? No, nope. He's uh, he's wonderful, and you should be good trying to get him at any point in any fantasy football draft at all. Yep. And just to reiterate, these are these are PPR full point PPR rankings, so take that into consideration as well. And I just don't know that there's ever been a better player than than him. Uh, right in that format. So number two, uh, both Kirk and I have this next player at number two, uh, mm-hmm. and that is DeAndre Hopkins, who was last year's number two overall wide receiver. It was a very close race between him and Antonio Brown. Yeah. Uh, so the, the only thing I'll say real quick is, to me, this is he is not even close to Antonio Brown, and that is because of the quarterback situation. Um, you like to think that Deshaun Watson will be back and healthy, and you also would like to think that he'll be as consistent and explosive as he was last year, but that's a huge question mark. Mm-hmm. You know, last year Hopkins was number two overall points per game, but the year before he was number 35 points per game. So he does not have the history or the consistency that Antonio Brown has. Right, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't have a quarterback all the time. So hopefully that's that's not the case, and he has a quarterback that wants to throw him the ball, and he'll be fine. Yep. All right, hey, moving right along, uh, both of us had – Odell Beckham Jr. as number three last year in, in limited work, uh, only four games. I believe he was the number three points per game receiver the year before that, number six. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 2015, he was number three <clears throat> points per game. So, and actually his rookie year, he was number one. So he's never been outside the top six points per game. Eli is coming back for another year, which was a big question mark, I think at the end of last year. So you got to be happy about that. Um, you know, there, I guess there's still the possibility of a trade or or holding out at training camp, something like that, which doesn't really fire you up. But uh, I, I think he is the, you know, I think after Odell Beckham, there's a, a, a clear tier break, and, and I would be thrilled to have him as my, my number one wide receiver. Right. And, and even if he was traded, he'd have to go to a bad team like Cleveland to where people would start to think twice. Um, but if he went to any team that had any, uh, you know, consistent quarterback, they'd, he'd probably still be at number three without a problem. So there's a good chance he'd just stay there regardless of what team he's on. Okay. Hey, let's just go moving right along. So number four, we actually have a tie at number four. Mm-hmm. Um, this next guy we have is, is I have him ranked at number four. Kirk, you have him ranked at number six. Last year, he was number four overall in points per game. <clears throat> And that's Keenan Allen. Um, he's one that's both you know near and dear to our hearts. And many people accuse us of having a man crush on him. Right. Uh, the, uh, the year before, last 2016, uh, he he only played half a game, so we kind of throw that one away. And then 2015, he was number six overall points per game. Um, really, last year he did not get off to a great start. He was probably a wide receiver number three for the first half of the season, but then just went absolutely bonkers. He's a target monster. I think their offense is going to be good, and I just don't know who else other than maybe Hunter Henry and Melvin Gordon who else are going to throw the ball to. Yeah, and I I totally agree. I don't I don't you know scoff at that ranking because he's two two players down, and you know who I have better than him is Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. So you know if you were to tell me that that he's better than Michael Thomas, I'd say yeah, you're probably right. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, how, the actual output that the, that I just think he may just fall a little short to Michael Thomas. I think Michael Thomas is going to have a better year. It's just the way okay. it goes. 
So tied with Keenan Allen for number four is Julio Jones. We both have him ranked at number five. Yeah. Last year did not feel like a, a typical Julio Jones year. He was number 10 overall points per game. Um, Matt Ryan still locks on to him. Uh, we kind of talked about this with, with uh, Devonta Freeman is that there was just a, a you know, the, the offense just didn't look good. And you got to put some of that on Steve Sarkeesian, I think. Right. The the one bright light for Julio Jones last year was, and I guess you kind of have to credit Sarkeesian for this, is they tried to get him the ball. His red zone targets and his targets within the 10-yard line went way up last year, and I think you have to credit that, that they're actually recognized that, hey, the six foot three athletic freak is a good guy to throw the ball to, but he did not turn those into a lot of touchdowns. Um, let's see, last year he only had – uh, he only had three touchdowns, you know, so after, you know, 1,400 yards, you would expect somebody to have more than that. And that's always kind of been the one thing with Julio Jones is he just cannot find his way into the end zone. But still, again, you'd love to have him as your number one, especially in a PPR. Yeah, what what bothers me is that uh, before last year, you know, you didn't have – no one had any problem finding him, you know, whether you're on defense or offense. You knew he was there. They didn't have to funnel the ball to him. He He was – he was neck and neck with Antonio Brown. And I think at one time I even said, I think he's better just because of his physical attributes, but you know, clearly he's fallen off, but I don't think it's really his fault. You don't need to funnel the ball to him. They don't revolve the, the offense around Antonio Brown. He's just always open. And, and I think and that's, one... that's how it should be. It should be a more natural progression in Atlanta, but you know, that's why I don't like that offensive coordinator. He's forcing it to him too much. So the other thing with Jones is he's going to have two or three games a year where he's going to right. win you the week. You know, it's, it seems like, you know, he had the 300-yard game, and he's going to have a game or two like that a year that just blows everybody else out of the water. And, and so that's, that's another huge plus of having him mm-hmm. on your team. All right. So moving on, hey, number six, consensus ranking. I have him ranked at number seven. You have him ranked at number four, and that's Michael Thomas. You already kind of spoke yeah. about him. He's only played in the league two years. He's been a uh, – in his rookie year, he was number eight overall points per game, and then last year, number six overall points per game. So you think he's just going to keep progressing. If you could uh, just, just talk about him a little bit and why you're so high on him at Well, he, he's I, – I in one of the leagues, I traded him away, and it was very regretful. And I watched him the whole year, and he was always consistent. He was all – he just – he seems just like a solid wide receiver. Um, the good thing is, is this may be the last year – um, that you're going to want to have him on your team because then it's going to be a huge question mark as to who's going to be the quarterback going forward. Um, even if it's an older breeze, is he still going to be effective? Is he still going to be able to do the right stuff? So I think this may be his peak until, you know, they figure out what to do with the quarterback position. But he's he's big, he's strong, he's fast. You know, he doesn't do anything extremely well. He just does a lot of stuff really well. Um, I would I – would, trade for him um in some leagues because you know that's just that's just my thought on him i like him yeah so um you know the, the thing with them when we kind of talked about last show is you know, we, we had two of running backs on the same team ranked within the top 10 they went they moved to become a running team last mm-hmm. year Drew Brees' touchdowns were way down. Michael Thomas was really, again, he, at the beginning of the year, he did not feel like a great number one receiver, but he 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 scored more touchdowns late in the year. But he just seemed to be within that maybe 12 or 14 points to 22 yeah. points every yeah. week. You knew what you were getting. You know, eight, eight catches for 80 yards. You know, sometimes a touchdown, sometimes not. But I'd love to have that for, for a number one wide receiver. Yeah, constant points. And the other thing, too, yep. The other thing too is, you know, I, I don't know who else threatens him for looks, you know, in, in, in the in the intermediate to deep. Did they sign? Did they game. sign yeah. Cameron Meredith? Yeah, so they have Cameron Meredith, who's coming off an ACL. You know, they still have Ted Ginn, who's there. You know, the tight end is the, that position is not what it used to be for that team. So he, I, he's I, it again. He is clearly the number one. He is it. And I don't, I don't remember a time in Drew Brees' career when he's ever just had that one right. guy, especially that one with a physical stature as him. Oh, what was? Uh, he did have one guy. So he had, he had Mark. No, he had Marcus Colston. Yeah, but, that, 
you know, but Mike, Michael Thomas is, is more athletic and can create more separation. Yeah. Than I, them, I feel so. like he's of the mold of Julio and AJ um, as far as he's just physically just better. All right. Well, speaking of AJ Green, he's our next consensus pick at number seven. Uh, you, I have him at number eight. You do have him yeah. at number seven. Kind of a, uh, I guess a little bit of a down year, or it felt like a down year uh, for him last year. To me, uh, the reason I have him at eight, and it doesn't feel right for him, is but it's just because of yeah. Andy Dalton. Yeah, you know, that I don't think that offense is great. I don't think that team's great, um, and he is getting older. Uh, they may be playing from behind a lot, though, which which would help out. Uh, he doesn't really have any strong number two receivers that can kind of take the load off him or the attention off him. But, you know, y- you have him in our keeper league, which I'd be, you know, I'm more curious to, to get your take on him. And, and I don't know if you've decided what you're going to do with him or not, but no, but uh, no, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's a, he's a yeah. constant cause he's, he's my most expensive uh, wide receiver and you know, he, he's reliable to a degree, but it's not, again, it's not him. Um, it's his quarterback that, you know, just kind of stinks. Um, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with him. I'm, I'm hoping if I don't keep him, it's because I've traded him for something that's uh, uh, either more cost effective or uh, more long term. But he's the same age as Julio Jones, and and injury wise, he doesn't seem to get hurt. Um, you know, unusually, he doesn't. He's not missing a lot of games. Um, and if they just throw him the ball, he does a great job of catching the ball and getting you points. But I mean, I think I, I, seven, seven, I feel like is optimistic uh, just because of the handicaps. Okay. Hey, so now we're going to get into probably the uh, one or one of two of the players where we have the biggest separation on, and that's our number eight consensus <clears throat> player, Devonte Adams. I have him at six. You have him at number 11. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like the burden of proof is on me, so I need to defend my case and why I have him so high because I don't feel like other experts will have him that high. Uh, the other thing is, I you know, I would not draft him <laughs> higher than Michael Thomas or A.J. Green, but I just think he'll have that, that good of a year. And, and here, really, here's why. Last year, number nine overall points per game. 2016, number 10 overall points per game. So he has already proven to be a wide receiver number one. And last year, I mean, really more than half the year without Aaron Rodgers, and he's still the number 10 overall guy, which is pretty fascinating when you think of it. So, again, for these rankings, we're assuming health. So if if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, Aaron Rodgers has done it multiple times of putting – two wide receivers in the top 10. <clears throat> so he did it two years ago in 2016 when Adams was number 10, Jordy Nelson was number three in that same year. And then you go back to 2014, Jordy was number four, Randall Cobb was number eight. So Jordy's gone. Randall Cobb is not who he used to be. I, I think that translates into Devontae Adams having a, a, a top six year. You know, Aaron Rodgers, you can typically count on him on throwing 35 to 40 touchdowns a year. So when you do the simple math where those are all going to go, you know, I think it points to Devontae Adams. You know, you, you never count on touchdowns for a fantasy player because it changes so much year to yeah. year. But I think the number one receiver in Green Bay, Jordy, was always a touchdown monster. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams is a touchdown monster the last two years, so I really, really like him. Well, with uh, with me ranking him at number eleven, that means that uh, uh, you know him at being eight. I I I have eleven, so that means I have ten, which is I have Doug Baldwin, I have Jordy Nelson, who I think is better than him still, and uh, Mike Evans. So I have those three guys that I feel comfortable saying they're a they they've shown that they're better. Um, and really the only risk is, is in my, in my saying, this is that is Jordy Nelson still going to be elite and is he still going to fit in in his new offensive team? So, you know, I, I, I think we, we drafted Devonte Adams when he was supposed to have his breakout year and it was even, yeah. even talked about, 
to where I yeah. feel like he even heard it and he flopped as, as big as you could flop. Um, so I don't expect that to happen again, but I just, I just don't think he, he's going to have the touchdowns he did last year. I feel like those were kind of fluky. Um, so I think he's going to drop, uh, a, a little bit on that, but you know, he may still get the catches and yards. I just don't, I just don't have confidence in him. Okay. Very good. Moving on to number nine consensus pick and, and I'm, much lower on him than than probably most of the experts are, and that's Mike Evans. I have him at number eleven. Kirk, you have him probably more appropriately ranked at number eight. Yeah. Last year he was points per game. He was the number twenty wide receiver overall. The year before that, though, number two. And so you have that inconsistency there, and I think you can attribute a lot of that to the quarterback position. Right. Uh, remember last year, leading up to the draft, Mike Evans was kind of talked about in the same ilk as. Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, and Julio Jones. He was kind of almost moved ahead of some of those guys in, in the draft order. He was a first-round pick last year. And I think maybe that's why um, people are so maybe not as high as him this year because they, they spent the money for him last year. They spent the high draft capital on him, and he disappointed. Um, but Jameis, um, you know, Jameis uh, can, can put up those big games, those 400-yard games, and you've got to feel like a lot of that's going to go – Evans way but you know only 71 catches last year I just uh I would feel much more comfortable with all the other guys we that that we mentioned ahead of him yeah I don't I think he's I think he's money um I think you know he had his down year but um Winston um he he should he should kind of straighten it out um they also they also picked up for Deshaun Jackson who didn't really contribute too much uh, to the cause. So I, I think another, another year, uh, with the ooh, Dirk, Dirk Cotter, right. He's the, mm-hmm. he's the offensive coordinator. It's just, this is now third year as a coordinator slash coach. So I, I think Mike Evans will take a leap. Um, and you know, he'll maintain his, his ranking, um, to back to what, where it should be. You ranked him where he was last year, basically further down. And I think he's going to go back up to where he was uh, previously as a top 10 wide receiver. Okay. All right, good. So so at number 10, we have a tie here at number 10. Um, again, assuming health in this is, is, is very important because I think when we talk about this next guy, a lot of people are going to be shocked. I mean, all of our listeners are going to be shocked yeah. by this next guy because uh, I have him ranked at number nine. And that's T.Y. Hilton. You have him at number 13. Yeah. So, again, this is assuming that Andrew Luck will be 100% healthy. Um, and playing Last well. year, he, and playing well. Yeah. Last year, T.Y. Hilton was the number 37 overall points per game receiver, which is not, not somebody you would typically have in your top 10 the next year. But he almost had 1,000 yards with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um but I don't think people remember how good T.Y. Hilton was two years ago. We do because in the in the team that we shared in the auction league, we had T.Y. Hilton, and he took us to a championship mm-hmm. game. And, and that league is standard scoring, so not PPR. And it seemed like he was scoring 20 points every week, and he was just money. Um, I, again, this, this ranking, I have all relies on Andrew Luck. If we get closer, you know, when we redo these rankings closer to the actual fantasy drafts, if Andrew Luck is not throwing in, in OTAs or preseason or anything like that, he will drop way down to probably a wide receiver number three in, in my ranking. So it's really, you know, these are extremely early. It really just depends on, on how Andrew Luck is looking. Yeah, I would say that this this window nine and thirteen. I think that's the window that that would would actually be pretty accurate if if you go from if he Andrew Luck's playing well and and back to normal, so to speak, he's a top ten wide receiver. If he's not, and maybe he plays most of the year and just isn't up to his normal standard, then he's going to drop into the top fifteen. Still, um, he he is show, he's not the issue. At all, I this is not a this is not to say that if you draft T.Y. Hilton, it's because his skills have diminished. No, 
it's who's throwing him the ball. And I, I would actually say if Bursette is the fallback uh, quarterback, I would say T.Y. Hilton would rise from last year and to be a top 15 player. So I actually think this ranking is 100% accurate regardless of their quarterback situation. It's either going to be a top 10 um, or he's going to be fall back down to the top 15, which is a pretty good window with a questionable quarterback situation. Yeah, the issue the issue with those end-of-year stats is for him is they're a little deceiving. He had some absolute clunkers, mm-hmm. uh, but he had he had about three or four games that – where he probably had 170 yards or more yeah. and, and just one year of the week. So, yeah, but it's just, do you feel confident enough to have him in your starting lineup? That that's the issue there. Yeah. And, and when, you know, he's, he's a good player. He, you know, he's a good player you want to have and in a dynasty league to where, you know, you, if you get him at the right price and if, if you did get him, you know, this year and when he's on a down year, that's perfect because you're going to assume that, you know, if you ha- keep him for a couple of years, he, he'll probably pay off in the end. All right. So also tied with him at number 10 is Adam Thielen. Um, I have him at number 10. Actually, you have him at number 12. Right. Last year, he was number 10 points per game overall. And he kind of just really kind of bu- – that last year was his bust-out season. Uh, he's a PPR monster. Um, and it, it really was regardless of quarterback, he kind of overcame – a lot of the quarterback changes and 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 not, I wouldn't won't say issues, but just the rotation that they had there in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a good offense again this year. The only thing that gives me concern with him, well, there's two things. One is he just doesn't get in the end zone as some of the as much as some of the other guys we already talked about. Mm-hmm. The other thing too is like you know with a new qu- quarterback, uh, he's got another talented wide receiver on his team. I would not be shocked if Stefan Diggs just became the number one. So that's, that's really the one thing I think you have to pay attention to. And especially in preseason with the eye test on who Kirk cousins is favoring, but right, um, right now, you know, Adam Thielen is, is, is talented. Uh, you know, Kirk cousins uses his slot receiver. Jamison Crowder had 85 catches a couple of years ago. Thielen's better than Jamison Crowder. So I think he's got a lot of potential and I, I, I'd love to have him on my team. Yeah, you're 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 you got a you got a different player if it's a uh, standard scoring versus a PPR. Um, and I, I loved I loved having him on my team because I knew he was going to get catches. You know, his yardage or his touchdown output was always a question. But you know, he gets five catches and fifty yards. That's ten points. That's not bad. When not to brag, but when he's my fourth best wide receiver. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, re- yeah, real quick. I, I just want to highlight. So, and we have a keeper league where it's an auction draft and Kirk had Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, AJ green and Keenan Allen last year. That's a, that's a pretty good quartet of receivers. And, and, and the roster is two receivers and there's also two flex positions. So I was able to play every stuck. one of them. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So it does, you know, it, he was great in that league. Would I have him um, on, in the standard scoring league this year? That's where I would be concerned because, like like Greg just highlighted, he, you know, what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins? Is he going to be his favorite receiver or is Stephon Diggs? <laughs> so it, it, it could change. Yep. Um, well, we have, to, we have to thank our sponsors. This is the time to do that. Um, <clears throat> this is this is a good one. If the world is going to end soon, are you religious and atheist? It doesn't matter. Cover your bases with some earthly insurance. Reserve your spot in heaven just in case. At reserveaspotinheaven.com, uh, they'll provide you with an official reserve a spot in heaven reservation certificate, an official reserva- reserve a spot in heaven identification card. Um, they'll even provide some informational guide to help you navigate your way. No GPS required. So if you get some dead spots in heaven with your cell phone, you won't have to worry about it with these guys. Um, there's a 100% money back guarantee. If for any reason you don't make it to heaven, then we will refund your money with no questions asked. Again, reserve a spot in heaven.com. If you type in the code FANCY, that's F-A-N-C-Y, you'll get a special discount. Okay, good. Hey, I, I just want to talk to you about our other sponsor for today's show, and that's the Adam Wassel Tutoring Service. Help your child pass the 12th grade within three years or less, or your money back. 
So it's okay. a great service that it provides. Yes. Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so, so uh, our last guy who's considered a wide receiver number uh, number one would be our consensus number twelve, who is Doug Baldwin. Uh, I'm a little bit lower on him. I have him at fourteen. Kirk, you have him at ten. Yeah. He's been right around that the last three years. Uh, points per game uh, last year, 15, the year before nine. And then 2015, he was the number 13. Um, you know, they, they lost Jimmy Graham. They lost Paul Richardson uh, this pe- in, in this past offseason. Um, yeah, I have Russell Wilson ranked as the number one fantasy quarterback this year. So he's got to be thrown to somebody, right? Right. So, uh, Doug Baldwin, I, I just uh, – and their, their running game is atrocious. They have no talent there. He is their best skill player, other than Russell Wilson. So sounds like you're talking yourself out of the out of the 14 slot there. No, I'm not because I just don't know how good that offense is going to be, and <laughs> who else is the defense going to key on? But you know, he's a, he's a guy who can disappear sometimes, and he can have some monster games too. But yeah, well, he is he is by far the least sexy wide receiver to have out of these first. What are we? We're at twelve. So out of these first twelve, he is by far the least sexy to have. Um, but I think I think that's why I have him higher than I normally would, is because he's he is the only guy and he's the best guy and he has the best quarterback. So uh, their their offense, I think, whether it'll get off to a slow start or fast start because of uh, of all the players you've listed to, that are gone, I don't think it's going to matter to him. He's he is. He may be second or third tier, but he is. He does a really good job with with his skill set. All right, good. So, hey, that that is. Uh, it the gets next funny player, after this. Yeah, the next uh, couple of players we have on our list. Um, you know, Kirk and I. One of us top fifteen, while the other did not. And I'll tell you, Kirk, so this next guy is one that you had ranked at number nine. Yes. I, he was not even under consideration for me. Right. Um, I don't even think he's a wide receiver number two. So I'm, I'm going to put all the burden on you for this guy, and that's Jordy Nelson, who you have ranked as your number nine overall. Again, I don't have him ranked at all. So what, what makes you so high on him after, after the year he had last year? Well, his, it, it, the year last year for them, for that entire Green Bay team, was, was difficult because of the, the change in quarterback. He, he relied – he clearly benefited from Aaron Rodgers the most um, uh, out of that group. And when, when he got traded or let go – no, he got let go, let go. He, he was released he was and released. then signed with Oakland. Yep. With when he went to Oakland, I thought, you know, with Derek Carr uh, being, a, he's a great thrower of the football. Um, they they don't have Michael Crabtree anymore. Amari Cooper, who's not on this list for either one of us, I think Jordy Nelson will be will will be the the be- biggest beneficiary of Amari being um, uh, inconsistent. Um, he will be the catch. He'll be the guy that gets gets a lot of balls thrown his way, uh, just by default because he's going to run the right routes and he's a still good wide receiver. So I, maybe this is optimistic, um, but I, I I also think that um, uh, Chucky is going to um, have a good offense that's going to highlight you know his playmakers and um, I think Jordy Nelson will benefit from having a good quarterback. And, and Amari Cooper probably just not being uh, in the top 15. So, I don't know. I just think he's going to be an, an 80 to 90 catch guy um, this year, which is, which, is, wow. which is a big, big, bold statement. But that's just where I think his window is. Yeah, that is a bold prediction. But I'll tell you this. So, in, in our keeper league, I did have – I traded a lot for Jordy Nelson before last season. Yeah. And the one thing I will say is, is when Aaron Rodgers was in there early in the year, he was, he was, you know, you know, two thirds of the time was getting 20 points a game and he was, he was looking great. It was just when Rodgers went out, he just, you know, could not overcome the bad quarterback situation. So. He has a lot of down the field uh, routes um, that I think that uh, uh, what's his, what's his nuts did not, 
just maybe just didn't see or couldn't get the ball to him. And that's partly why Devontae Adams looked better. I don't remember him being a down-the-field route runner um, no, in that offense. he's not. So I, I think that – I think last year was, was more of a fluky year, but it is kind of scary going to a new team um, with a new head coach who hasn't been coaching for uh, 50 yeah. years. So that, that is a question mark, but I have faith in Chucky. Yeah, I think his nuts uh, is Brett Hundley. Is that who? Yeah, yes. That's that's his nuts. Um, Okay, so so next we have um, somebody who I had ranked in my top fifteen, but you did not, and that was Tyreek Hill. I uh, have him as my number twelve overall. You don't have him ranked, right? Um, I, you know, he's another. He's a player I traded away in a keeper league last year, um, but he produced and was the number eight overall points per game wide receiver last year. Mm-hmm. Um, the big changes there is obviously Alex Smith is no longer there. Sammy Watkins signs with the Chiefs, which was kind of a surprise. Nobody was really expecting that. So not sure what that will do to Tyreek's involvement. I, I think he'll be okay because Andy Reid kind of recognizes that he's the kind of player you just need to get the ball in his hands. And, and – they can do that a ton of different ways, whether it's screens or reverses or deep passes. He's somebody they recognize that, that can have a good play. I, I, I think there was a stretch at the end of 2016 and early 2017 where he had like five or six games in a row with a 60-plus yard touchdown, which is an unbelievable stat. You know, that I, they're going to they're gonna get him 10 to 15 touches a game and and I think he'll just be he'll be just fine. He's somebody I would like to have as a number two wide receiver on my team. He hit this my mentality with him is um obviously new quarterback. Um I feel like there there may be a tale of two halves of the season. You may see him either explode in the first half or blank out and then in the second half just flip flop because you know there's there's gonna be a growing curve with, with Mahomes and he may find that Hill is his guy early on and then, you know, coverage will have to be thrown his way and they'll force him, you know, to go somewhere else. I, I feel like that's how it's going to be. And that's going to make Tyreek suffer. It, it, this is not a knock on him. This is his team and how the team dynamic is going to go. And um, this may be a year in a, in the, the keeper league to um, watch his progression. Uh, and if he's suffering bye. Because I think he'll eventually, you know, rise at the top. But or you could sell him if he has a big year, a big half of the year. Don't quote me on this, um, and try to get somebody that may be more reliable. I just think it's going to be tough. Uh, there's going to be a curve at some point. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Nick. Uh, moving on. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, somebody I have ranked at number thirteen. You did not have ranked at all last year. Number five points per game. So Larry Fitzgerald you know, at 57 years old, was only behind Antonio Brown, Hopkins, Beckham, and Keenan Allen. Um, the year before that, he was number 12. The year before that, number 11. So that's three straight years of being a wide receiver number one. He got 161 targets last year with all the different quarterbacks rotating, rotating through there. I think with Sam Bradford going to Arizona, if he can stay healthy, he Fitzgerald is exactly the kind of re- receiver that Sam Bradford looks for. The underneath, short, predictable accurate passes and, and i think those two will make a a great combo the one thing with him though is for some reason the home and road splits are are unreal there's like a 10 point difference for him the last few years but he's somebody who just continues to get disrespected i think because of his age and he's not sexy well he's not a sexy football player i guess fantasy football player to own i shouldn't say that he's not sexy but um <laughs> You know, he's somebody I I would take as a wide receiver. I'm hoping to get as a sneaky wide receiver number three on my team, you know, in the fifth round of a draft because he'll slip. Yeah, but. the his I had I think I had him ranked sixteen. So him being just in the top out of the top fifteen is most likely going to be characterized by uh the loss of the, the coach who loves that risky offense, you know, risking the quarterback's health. Um, to to get the to get more receivers out, and he benefited from Bruce Arians dramatically. Um, and so you have a, a year older 
which doesn't mean he's going to be anything more than just a little slower. Um, but you have new offense, new new offense possibly. Sam Bradford, let's face it, his expiration is that of milk. It will not last. Um, if he's there the whole year, that's that would be an absolute miracle. And then you may see Larry Fitzgerald be in the top ten again. But you know, it's his. He scares me again more, not because of his skills, but because of the quarterback and the change in uh, possibly the change in offense. Okay. Any next guy I do not have ranked. You have at number fourteen, right? And that's Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, the the couple things I'll say about him real quick is is you know late in last year Philly they signed him to a one year deal last year, but they felt great enough about him to give him a big money contract. Um, he he was he seemed TD dependent last year. He did not have a great catch percentage. Um, I think only in the high fifties. Hold on, let me let me see what how many catches he had last year, but it was not, no, not it wasn't a great very much. Um, he had 53 or excuse me, 57 catches for 789 yards last year. Um, you're, you're hoping that improves. You know, the only other change is uh, they brought Mike Wallace in, you know, Torrey Smith is out, but if, if you know, I, I think regardless of quarterback, whether it's Nick Foles or Carson Wentz, whoever starting the year, um, I, 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 think you know i agree with you that he's going to be a great wide receiver number two i just don't have him as high as you do yeah i i i this is more more like a uh um a guess i think he's second year in the offense they they see what he can do he's he had a whole year of of health um i i think that uh regardless of quarterback as a matter of fact i don't care which one it is i think he's going to have a, a more uh, 75 to 80 catch or 75 to 85 catch season, or at least close to that to where he'll, he'll top a thousand yards. Um, it's either going to be, he's going to top a thousand yards or he's going to get double digit touchdowns. And I don't necessarily think it's going to be both. Cause that'd be, that'd be top 10 um, stats. So I think he'll get, he'll get the catch load and he'll either get the touchdowns or he'll get the uh the yards um and one or one or the other cuz it's got he's got to find his place in the offense. All right. Okay, so next uh is somebody I have ranked at number 15, you don't have ranked at all. Uh this one I I, I didn't feel great about, but um when I kind of just looked at his 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 last couple of years, I felt more comfortable with and that's Demaryius Thomas. Um the last 3 years with really a, a really weak quarterback situation. He's still been what we call a wide receiver number two. That means he's been in the top 24. So he's been 22 last year, 18 the year before, and 17 in 2015. Um, and, and, you know, they, they have a much better quarterback than they've situation than they've had the last three years, and that's with the signing of uh, uh, Case Keenum. So they have no run game. They, get, they got rid of C.J. Anderson. Um, I just feel like if he can get back up to 90 catches and 1,100 yards and six touchdowns, which is a little bit better than what he's been doing, I, I feel like he, he'd be a, a great number two. Um, he's been a number two the last three years with really bad quarterbacks, and I, I just – I'd be fine with him, you know, and I think he's going to slip in drafts too because his, his name doesn't carry the fantasy weight that it used to. Yeah, well, yeah. What was it? 2015 was was uh, um, Peyton Manning's last year. That, well, that, that was Peyton Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler kind of rotating in and out. Yeah. Yep. But still, that that was kind of like the last time. And then once you saw that that drop off in quarterback play, you know, he he still was good, but just you know, what are you going to do when you got when guys can't throw him the ball? Um, yeah. So, so he could and, he could and, be the biggest mistake I have not ranked. Uh, because if Case Keenum plays anything like he did in Minnesota, then this is a top. This is a, you know this could be in a top ten guy um, uh, with uh, with output. Yeah, so you know I went back three years, but if you go back four years, 2014 he was the number two overall guy. 2013 yeah. he was number one overall. So again, you don't know if that's a, a product of him getting older or if that's just the quarterback situation. You know, Eli or excuse me, Peyton Manning was putting up those Madden type numbers in those years. So, right. Um, but I, I just uh, he's somebody I, I feel will get consistent 
you know, five to six, seven catch games, and and he still has the athleticism to to put up some big yards and and score touchdowns. So, so that's all we have, right? Oh no, no I'm sorry. Excuse me. You got one more. So yeah. This is, yeah, a player that I don't have ranked, and but you had as your number fifteen. Yes. And that is the recently traded Brandon Cooks. So, so new Los Angeles Rams. So go ahead and make the case for him. Well, he's on a team that has a good quarterback. Um, his he is the he is the deep threat. Um, uh, he is the best receiver on that team because uh, Sammy Watkins is gone. Um, I I don't see why he wouldn't flourish and at least squeak into the top fifteen. Um, he kind of fell into the group of people in in New England, um, and you know they won because they have a good quarterback that spreads the ball around. But I I think he'll he'll end up benefiting. He'll be back to his closer to his New Orleans Saints numbers to where he's, I think he'll get to be close to a thousand yard receiver. Um, he never really was a touchdown guy. So I think you'll see an 80, an 80, 80 catch, you know, thousand yard game, uh, year for him um, on a good team. All right. I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think uh, you know Sammy Watkins was ineffective in that offense, but you know I I don't know if Jared Goff is the kind of guy who's going to be able to deliver the deep ball, but but he's he is a guy that I will not touch in 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 any of my leagues. But it's neither here nor there. I know somebody who loves him. <laughs> yeah, he'll be dumb enough to to take him. Yeah. So cool. Hey, so. There are some guys that were not in our top 15 that I'd like to talk about, and some of them are just some interesting dynamics within some teams to where you can't really pick the number one guy, and I'd like to talk about them now. So the first, I guess, team of wide receivers I'd like to talk about is the Detroit Lions wide receivers, specifically talking about Marvin Jones and Golden Tate. So I I got a little uh, trivia question for you. How many 1,000-yard receivers do you think there were last year in the NFL total? Uh, without looking, I think there were 22. Uh, that's not even close. There were 13. Oh, wow. That was a down year. That is a down year. So there were 13. I like the confidence that you had when you answered that question, though. Um, you didn't <laughs> waffle at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> So having said that, 13,000 receivers, two of which were on the Detroit Lions and two of which are two guys that were not in our top 15 for rankings. That's Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. So I just thought that was a, a kind of an interesting stat. Golden Tate, I think, is very safe for PPR. Marvin Jones was underrated uh, last year. He, he ended up having a great year. You know, they, they signed LeGarrette Blunt, so I don't know if that – means anything to their running game, maybe within the five year, 10, five-yard line. Um, but I still think that it's a passing team. It's Matthew Stafford's team. He's he's a guy who's going to flirt with 4,500 yards and, yeah. and you know, 25 to 30 touchdowns. So um, those are guys I wouldn't mind having on my team. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it, it does make a difference. I think uh, if you're going to pick one, uh, Marvin Jones, based on last year, is probably your bet in either league. Um, but if you if you have to go with Golden Tate, it does make a difference. So you got to go with the reception. Uh, he's got to get the points for the reception, or else you know he he'll disappear um, or he'll have a big game. And I think Marvin Jones showed that he was the most consistent out of the two. Yep. Okay. Hey, the next uh, group we'll talk about is near and dear to your heart. So just so everyone knows, you know. Uh, Kirk and I both grew up in northwestern Pennsylvania. I'm a diehard Steelers fan, and Kirk is a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. So uh, we want to talk about the the Cleveland Browns wide receivers. We have Josh Gordon, who is, you know, has about as unique a career as any <laughs> big-time wide receiver ever. And then there's Jarvis Landry, who was just, just uh, a new addition to the Browns this year. So both of those guys, I think – you know, in a vacuum are guys who you would definitely think would be in the top 15 for fantasy, but because of the circumstances, you really don't know what you're getting. Um, uh, but I'll go ahead and let you make the case for them first. And then, and then I'll reply to that. Well, um, uh, if you've ever watched Josh Gordon play the game, you would think he 
he was closer to a um, Calvin Johnson, uh, maybe just slightly smaller, just the way he was freaky. He would catch the ball from five yards and it would go for 30 or 40. He'd catch the ball from you know 20 and burn the guy. He was a smooth, he's a smooth route runner. When he's paying attention and he's not high, he'll catch the ball that he's supposed to catch. Um, and that's, that's, that's where I think, you know, him for me, I'm not touching either one of these unless I have to, because I, I, I have no idea how their offense is going to look, even with a supposed good quarterback on the team. Um, so, so let, let me put, you know, let me put you on the spot. If you had to pick one, who would you pick? Well, uh, in, in the standard league, uh, Gordon in a PPR Landry. Okay. See, yeah, I, I may lean Gordon in both because I don't view Tyrod Taylor as a guy who's going to support a PPR receiver. You know, uh, Sammy Watkins had some success with him in Buffalo. Uh, I just don't, you know. He's never just, had a player like this, though. I mean, this is this is kind of unique for him. He has a, he has a dominating physical ability uh, on, on Gordon to be able to throw a deep ball, and he has a guy that is going to play, but you know, the five to fifteen yard routes. So he's, yeah. you know, but 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 you know, for for Landry, you know, Landry had a twenty seven percent catch uh, percentage of the Dolphins last year. How many passes do you think Tyrod Taylor is going to throw a game? And and that's that's why I'm a little bit leery of Jarvis Landry, and and why he's probably not like. A guy, I'm gonna I'm gonna draft in any league because I I just don't see them throwing the ball 30 times a game. Well, what what did what did um what did Todd Haley do with uh with the Steelers? You 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 know him best. Is he going to rely on yeah, a safer I, uh, option and 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 try to do those dump offs and screens and and draws and stuff, or is he going to chuck it? Yeah, you know and the other thing too is they they have Duke Johnson who really is kind of he was Jarvis Landry last year yes. Brown so yeah. I I don't know that that's just an interesting one I wouldn't take uh, either of them uh, right now until they they show you that they can actually do it yeah okay uh, hey another guy I'd like to talk about and you talked about his teammate um, if I had a if I was put on the spot. Uh, I would pick Amari Cooper over Jordy Nelson. Uh, I, I think John Gruden has made some comments about how he wants to feed Amari Cooper the ball. I think Amari Cooper is more talented than Jordy Nelson. Um, it just, you know, last year it was just – it was awful. He had one, one absolutely game. Mon- monster of a game. Yeah. Then he was disappeared, disappointing a lot of owners. So I, I, I don't know. I You know, I don't know – what that offense is going to do. I, I don't know that I would necessarily draft Amari Cooper as a wide receiver number two, but maybe as a three or four and just take a chance that he's going to have a couple monster games because he has a huge talent. But, but I, I almost think that if he doesn't get it going this year, that I don't see him being long for Oakland because you know, I, I don't I don't know what else they have to do to support him, but he he's a he's kind of an anomaly. So I don't know what you think about him. Well, I I I one hundred percent agree with um with you on on a lot of that. It's just that I I why would he? How did he have a year last year that was so inconsistent? Was it his fault? Well, yeah, he dropped a ball every game. He was not not focused. It seemed like I don't know why. And if you take away that one game, which was how many yards? Two hundred and yeah, something. yeah, it was, it was well over two hundred. Yeah, yep. you take that away, he he he's you know you you could find a third wide receiver on a different team that was better than that. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the one he, game he, I sat him was on that monster game, and and then I had to start him the rest of the year, and it was awful for I don't know what team it was, but I, I just I think Jordy Nelson is going to be more reliable. If you're going to pick somebody, I'd pick him. Heck, I'd pick uh, Crabtree uh, on the Ravens over uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah, so overall, Amari Cooper last year, points per game was a wide receiver number uh, 33. He had 680 receiving yards. Again, we said over 200 yards in one game. So he had 
He had one third of his yards in one game out of fourteen. Yeah, he was he was banged up, and I guess the one defense we'll make is is that at least Derek Carr said, "Hey, Cooper was banged up all year with a lower body injury," but you you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, so we'll see what what happens with that situation. Yeah. Next uh, is a guy that I, I'm just a huge fan of, and I will try to get as on as many teams as I can. And that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, he was a rookie wide receiver for the Steelers last year. Almost had 1,000 yards in only 14 games. Eli Rogers has not re-signed by the Steelers, so he is their, he's their inside you know, slot receiver. 18th in, in points per game last year. So he was a solid middle-of-the-road wide receiver number two, and that's with a really slow start. Uh, I, I just think the world of him, I, I think he has a niche that doesn't compete with what Antonio Brown does. And, you know, Ben obviously saw a lot in him, and I just, uh, again, I, I think the world of him, and he's somebody I would love to have. Is, and I think you can almost get him as a wide receiver number three in some in some snake drafts, so he's an interesting one. So you, and you, you feel he's going to be even better this year, regardless of the uh, coordinator? Well, yeah, yeah. I think with the coordinator, with uh, Randy Fickner, I think he's going to be a lot of the same. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, Juju, uh, Juju only had seventy nine targets last year, but out of those seventy nine targets, he had fifty eight catches. Yeah. He's definitely going to get more than seventy nine targets next year. Yeah, and so you know, he 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 did a great job. You know, he he scored seven touchdowns, which is is great for seventy nine targets. So that may not. That ratio may not stay the same, but um, well, you know, he, I, I think he, he, you know he he is their he is their slot guy. He's their inside guy. Right, right. And it's which is funny because he's he's bigger than Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah, he he, but he's 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 more of like an Anquan Bolden. Yeah, if you can compare him to a an, an older receiver, you know, if you're talking Steelers talk, he's he's Heinz Ward. Yeah. Uh, he's so. physically more gifted than Heinz Ward was. He, yeah, definitely, uh, is. Um, definitely what, is. What's the what's the situation with Martavis Bryant and then um, Eli Rogers? Did did, did that uh, is Eli? Still yeah, so on so Eli Rogers has not been resigned. Eli Rogers is isn't on the Steelers oh. anymore. Martavis Bryant, you know, is there too? And yeah, that's a great point because Martavis Bryant, he has, I think, top fifteen potential if he played like he did two years ago or three years ago. It's just last year he was not himself. They tried to feed him the ball just because he's an athletic freak to see if he could just do what he did when he first came into the league. And I don't know if that's lost or not. So, you know, this next year is probably Brian's last year in Pittsburgh. So again, I I think they're going to try and utilize him the same and just see if they can, you know, catch that flash in a pan and, and, and see if he can be as special as he was. But, but again, I, I think Juju has such a niche that nobody else on the Steelers can fill that his, his role is very safe. With yeah. Martavius Bryant's going to be that guy that's going to benefit from the um, lack of attention uh, to where they're going to try to focus on Antonio Brown. And if, if Juju gets off to another hot, hot start um, and show that he's, he's, respectable you know they, they there's only so many players you can guard with more than one player so yeah somebody, and they, they, they also guard. line le- yep they also line up Le'Veon Bell as a wide receiver sometimes yeah. too so yeah this know. this year may be a down year for Ben as far as uh, playing time he may this you may see him get hurt because Haley protected him so well um and the other another offensive coordinator may want to kind of uh, be a little more active with all the weapons, but um, you know maybe Landry Jones is uh, going to be a consistent quarterback for the Steelers going forward. Well, we'll just have to talk to Swicky to talk to Randy Fickner to to make sure that there's no issues there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, protect your quarterback. Yeah. Hey, can you tell him to protect Ben? Yeah. All right, next, uh, I think out of all the guys we talked about who we did not have ranked, I think this guy has the potential to be a top 10 
ranked player, and I've already talked about him, and that's Stefan Diggs. Again, we don't know with Kirk Cousins coming in town what his role will be. Um, the, the, the biggest concern from him vice or versus Adam Thielen is his durability. He's just maybe even more talented than Thielen. So he's going to be the outside guy. Thielen's the inside guy. He, he, you know, he, he's got a lot of potential. I just, the last few years, it hasn't panned out. He's had, he has some games though that are monster games that'll win your team of the week. But, um, you know, he's somebody I'll be looking at as a wide receiver number three in the draft that, that I would happily pick for my team. Yeah. He's there's, there's a lot of balance on that, on that team. Um, especially if Dalvin cook is, is healthy. Uh, so cousins should be able to, um, have his choice of where to throw the ball, uh, on any given night. And that, that could be where you see a, a digs maybe go be better than Adam Thielen for a while, depending upon matchup situations and, you know, how, how he's feeling with Kirk cousins and then drop. I think Thielen is the, the, uh, consistent, guy you know if you if if you want somebody you know as a second or third wide receiver or in my case a fourth wide receiver he's wonderful um digs is is the guy that's going to win you a week uh win you a couple weeks because he's going to have you know eight catches for 190 yards and two touchdowns and that's something that Peel will never have yep all right hey so the next guy is alan robinson huh yeah, I mean, all the talent in the world had a huge season two years ago, or yeah, actually three years ago. Yeah. Now. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky—that's the big question there. You know, he was just—he signed with the Bears in the off season. If Jake and Mitchell Trubisky, if Jake Cutler get, was the quarterback, Allen Robinson yes. would be uh, would be a much higher ranked wide receiver. Yeah, he would be the Brandon Marshall turned Alshon Jeffrey turned Allen Robinson, yeah. but. You know, that's that's just a huge question mark. Allen Robinson has huge upside if, if Trubisky can can show that he's the man, but we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. So I, I, I don't know if you have anything else to, to add. To I that. am I am irritated with him, so uh I don't think he's gonna be anything special because of Mitchell. Mitchell's not not there yet. Okay. And the last, the last couple of guys we'll talk about is the New England wide receivers. So really specifically talking about Julian Edelman, who's coming back from a torn ACL. And again, we're talking PPR leagues here. So he, he's been a, a staple for PPR leagues for, for a long time. And then Chris Hogan as well. well. What about Malcolm Mitchell? <clears throat> Malcolm Mitchell is, is going to sneak into that, into that wide receiver group and be the deep threat. Um, he's going to extend the field. Uh, he's, he's, he may benefit, uh, or be the decoy because he does have that athletic ability that those other players don't have. So, um, well, well, here's the thing is you have Malcolm Mitchell. They signed Philip Dorsett. Yeah. They signed Kenny Britt. Oh, that's right. And they signed Jordan Matthews. So, (laughs) I mean, Good luck. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I, one or well, yeah, one or two of those guys is getting cut. I've, I've Kenny you know, Britt. Kenny Britt's uh, going to be cut. Yeah, but he's two years removed from being a thousand yard receiver. Philip Dorsett may be the guy who fills the Brandon Cooks role because they're kind of the same makeup. Edelman's going to be thirty two or thirty three years old, so who knows what to make of him? Yeah, you know, I, I just. Yeah, Hogan when he played was great. I, I he was just injured, so you know Jordan Matthews. I I just I don't think he's ever really been. No, I've never been enamored with him. So who knows what to make you of know, that if, situation? If you had but. if you had to say you know you know pick one or pick all of them, it, it would be nice to just say hey, I could just take the wide receiver core and you know whoever's the best one that night. That would be. That'd be a good one because they always seem somebody always seems to perform on that team. Um, yeah, but it'd be the same with a running back yeah. core too. The best of the group—that's who I pick. Yeah, one that I'd probably take a chance on is Hogan. You know, because he may have a few twenty-point weeks in there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and this kind of goes back to roster makeup. If you have a bunch of consistent players on your team, sometimes you just want to take a chance on a guy who may blow up in a week or two. Yeah. If you if you can afford to do that, then Hogan may be your guy. <clears throat> if you need somebody who's more consistent, then maybe you go for a Julian Edelman. But, you know, it's – it really that that's how the different drafts take a different life to them, and that's what makes it so fun. But that that that's all we have for the wide receivers. Kirk, do you have anything else to add? Nope, nope, that is it. All right, so hey, next episode we're talking what quarterback? Yeah, we'll try to do the quarterbacks, uh, and then uh, follow up with a thirty-second segment on the tight ends after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we'll do <laughs> tight ends and kickers in the same episode because we all care the. <laughs> Yeah, equal amount about both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, man. That's it. All right. Hey, Kirk, I'll talk to you later. All right, we'll see ya. Yeah. Bye bye.